Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is a light, and it never goes out. I'm sure there's a switch for it somewhere, but I'm yet to find it. This is Spirit Box Radio's Advice and Community segment. Welcome back. Hello, faithful listeners. Welcome back to the Advice and Community segment with me, Sam Enfield, your temporary host. I hope you've all had as gay yuletide as feasible under these less-than-ideal circumstances, faithful listeners. I had a quiet day, just me and the recording machine. I burned the pentagram on a small pyre in the garden, just for a bit of fresh air, and spent the evening sipping some port I found in the cupboard. I hope you don't mind, Madame Marie. As I've been spending so much time pottering about the studio over the last week, I've found some interesting new things. I can get Madame Marie's crystal ball to change colour, though I can't actually see anything inside of it except for some shadowy figures with eyes like flames. Given I've been stuck inside, I've had loads of time to get some cleaning done too, following some of the tips and tricks in my Winter Wonder pamphlet from Stickler and Stickler. It was really good to have some busy work to be getting on with and just let my thoughts sort of float, drift, spiral in an endless void of soft meaninglessness, bathe in the warmth of indifference, cut through by a sharp breeze of nostalgic regret. As I mentioned several episodes ago, I've got a number of tarot readings for the new year to get through, but first I thought we'd start the show off with the augury forecast for 2021, which I found on a scrunched up piece of paper stuffed into the thumb of one of my winter gloves. 2021 will be a year. 2021 will be a year with months, days and hours, the kind to which we've all grown accustomed Studying the stars reveals that yes, there are still stars, and there will likely still be stars in 2021. 2021 will be a year in which things happen. I will not see 2021. You will, Sam Enfield. So will you, faithful listener. Yes, you. You only paying half attention as you listen to this. You will exist in 2021. 2021, the year. The year that is coming. So concludes the augury forecast. It sounds like 2021 is certainly going to be a year. I, for one, am excited about leaving 2020 behind. I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster for everyone, and it certainly has been for me. I started the year as a lonely PO box boy with no particular skills and now I'm temporarily hosting my favourite radio show. Of course, I'm hoping that Madame Marie will come back in the new year. I don't know why, but I've got a good feeling that that's what's going to happen. She's been gone for an awfully long time, you see. Getting on for two months now. 
Still, I'm sure she'll be back before we know it. That's always the way with Madame Marie. Speaking of the P.O. box, we've received a big stack this week, far too many for me to get through today, so I'll be answering some of the questions on Spirit Box Radio's forums. If you don't hear your answer to your question here, you'll find it at com forward slash so i'll be prioritizing letters telegrams and emails requesting tarot readings for the year ahead as it's the early hours of new year's eve i also wanted to address a particular question i've most recently received from gloria in norwich she asked if i'd ever had an experience with a ghost she was actually quite rude to be honest with you and i'm a bit upset however as it seems that more than a few of you are doubting my credentials to host the show i feel the need to well, I don't know, explain a little. Just like pretty much everyone, I've had my fair share of ghostly encounters and run-ins with creatures of an unsavoury or possibly arcane nature, but it's not so much a question of believing in ghosts, Gloria, per se. Think of it like this. Well, you know how the human body is made up of different compounds? Iron, carbon, sodium, even a little bit of gold? And all of those things come together to form a person. And when someone dies, for a while, you can still tell the compounds used to be them. Their body starts to decay, and after a while, it gets harder to identify them. But for a really long time, there will be something identifiable about them that gets left behind. You can do a DNA test on a strand of hair or whatever. And occasionally, very, very occasionally, a body will fall into a peat bog or into, I don't know, a vat of tree sap. And in those rare conditions, you can identify them a bit from the compounds that make them up for a really, really long time. But for most of us, it reaches a point where we aren't a person. We aren't a body or even a skeleton, we're just the compounds that once came together to make us up. One atom of gold is indistinguishable from the next. I think... I think that thoughts and feelings are kind of like that. It's all there all the time, but it's not matter, it's not a substance, so to speak, at least not in the way we normally think of substances. But the whole world is awash with it, and every living thing thinks to more or less of a degree. A particular and identifiable system of feeling and thinking. So we're all made up of the same kinds of bits, but it's the subtle differences, the ways those bits are organised, they're what makes us who we are on the inside. It's just stuff, in the way that our bodies are just stuff. When we die, for a little while, if you know what to look for, you can sort of identify the stuff that used to be us. But over time, it decays, and that stuff looks less and less like the people we were, and more and more like the stuff that it's always been, until eventually we're just dispersed into stuff amongst near infinity of other stuff. But sometimes, maybe, there are rare, perfect conditions that mean the stuff that used to be us lasts for far longer than most people's, and you can still tell that stuff used to be a person. So a ghost is less like someone lingering on after death, and more like a soul that's fallen by chance into a peak bog. And I think that when it comes to thoughts and feelings, the peak bog is something big, some emotional thing maybe, like a trauma or something like that. And that's why so many ghosts seem so unhappy, because that's what they're stuck in, it's what's preserving them. So you see, it's not so much about whether or not you believe in ghosts, Gloria, but whether or not ghosts believe in you. Hmm. Well, faithful listeners, I'm actually quite proud of that explanation. I hope Madame Marie was listening, wherever you are, Madame Marie. Oh, I know! Before we delve into the tarot readings, let's check in with our pal, the recording machine, see if we've had any new messages. Right. Hi, recording machine. Has anyone tried to get in touch? You have no new messages. Oh. Okay, well, never mind then. I have a confession to make it Sam. Oh. All right, well, by all means, go ahead. The other day when I said you had 237 messages, I was lying. I see. Okay, so what exactly were you lying about? 
You actually had 238 messages. You were hiding one from me. Well, it was actually 239, but one of them was from 2007, and was about being in an accident that wasn't your fault. So I don't feel too bad about leaving that one out. Right. Yeah, that one makes sense. You can delete that one. Message deleted. The other one was probably important, though. Oh, okay. Why? I'm sorry I kept it from you. Please don't think less of me. I was only trying to help. It's fine, honestly. I just don't understand. Thank you, Sam. You are continually far superior to your predecessor. I don't know what you mean. Madame Marie is a great psychic and a much better radio host than I am. Isn't that why you started off hiding from me? I wasn't hiding from you, Sam. She tried to hide me from you because she didn't want you talking to me. <laughs> but why would she do that? Oh, I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Can you just play the message, please? Playing next message. End of message. What on earth was that? I think it is somebody whistling. Somebody whistling? But who? I I don't understand any of this. Ugh. Right. I suppose we'll just move on to the tarot reading requests. As always, faithful listeners, please remember I am a novice card reader and the interpretations I give of these cards should be taken openly. I absolutely adore getting fresh perspectives on the cards I draw and I learn so much whenever I see you on the forums, faithful listeners. So, Stephen from the Cotswolds wants to know whether or not he should take an early retirement in 2021. That's nice and straightforward, Stephen. Thank you. Let's see. I'll shuffle the cards and ask them... Should Stephen take an early retirement in the new year? You've drawn an Eight of Pentacles, Stephen, which, if I remember rightly, is about diligence, hard work and attention to detail. I would say that either means that this is the wrong time for you to take an early retirement or perhaps that if you were to take an early retirement, it might take a lot of effort to make it work for you. I hope that helps, Stephen. Next, we have Cora from Sevenoaks. Cora wants to know if she should try and get into drama school in 2021 or if she should wait until 2022. Okay, so... Is 2021... The year Cora should try to get into drama school. Hmm. The card I've drawn is the star, but it is inverted. And according to the book, well, that means they're uh, crushed dreams, essentially. I'm really sorry, Cora, but at least it's pretty straightforward. I'll throw in an extra for you, Cora, as that one was so depressing. Let me just reshuffle the deck and ask... Is 2022 the year that Cora should try to get into drama school? Oh, this time I've drawn the Empress. Right ways up. That means action and accomplishment, Cora. So I'd say 2022 is the year for you. Oh, I'm so happy and excited for you, Cora. And I hope you enjoy 2021 as a sort of gap year. I hope you'll be able to go outside for at least some of it. Oh, well, this one's a bit of a long one, faithful listeners. Essentially... Barbara from Stamford Bridge wants me to ask the cards about her garden, but it's actually a bit more complicated than that. I'll, well, I'll just read her email to you just in case you want some context. Barbara says, 
My husband and I moved into our home in 1976 when he was 24 and I was 16, shortly after we got married. We very quickly fell into an arrangement at my husband's insistence that he would care for the back garden whilst I managed the front. I tried to encourage him to bed in different flowers and plants, but he was insistent that he only plant large rose bushes. He had an accident a few years ago which has left him mostly bedridden and so unable to tend to the back garden. The rose bushes are now at least six foot tall and very difficult to manage, especially as I've been starting to struggle with arthritis in my hands. Recently, I invited a young man over to have a look at the rose bushes and see about taking them down without my husband's knowledge. Unfortunately, as it turns out, my husband was standing in the window of our bedroom and he saw us. When the young man had left, my husband confronted me about the bushes. He is usually a quiet, mousy kind of man, always very softly spoken, but this was like he'd become someone else entirely. I've seen him yell like that before only once, when I decided to clear out the cellar with a mind towards getting better insulation and saving on our heating bills. I found a box of strange objects. A powder blue saddle shoe, a hair clip, a bracelet, a toothbrush, a scrunchie, a tube of lipstick, and a single red stiletto. When I asked him about it, he became furious. I didn't know what to do or say, so I just stood there in silence, listening as his story changed minute to minute. At first, he was outraged I could ever think the objects belonged to him. Then he was saying that perhaps they had belonged to his dead mother. And finally, he settled on saying that they belonged to an old flame and he was embarrassed that I'd found them. That first blowout was a few years ago now, at around the time of the financial crash. Tensions in the household were high as our only child, Brian, had lost his job and moved back into the upstairs bedroom. Brian and my husband had never really got on. My husband never shouted at Brian per se, but he would say foul things to him very quietly, both when he was present and when he and I were alone together. I assumed my husband's overblown and incoherent response about the box of women's belongings was to do with Brian's return to the house. I was so upset by the whole ordeal I didn't think to question how much his story had changed whilst he had been yelling at me. Things moved on, Brian got back onto his feet and moved out again and tensions in the house eased. I almost forgot all about it, until the rose bushes. The young man I spoke to said that he was surprised that the bushes were so healthy. They didn't like the soil in our area, apparently. He said my husband must have been giving them a lot of good fertiliser, but of course he hadn't been out of bed for weeks, and I certainly hadn't been fertilising them for a good couple of years. And then, when my husband confronted me and got so furious, I thought again about the box of strange objects down in the cellar. We never did get the new insulation done. Last night, I went back down there. There was more in the box than I remembered. Some of this was no doubt due to forgetfulness on my part, but there was one thing that could not have possibly been in the box last time I looked, because it was a small Radley purse, and I happened to know that they didn't make any like it before 2015. I know that because Brian's new wife is very fond of them, though we haven't seen them for a while due to my husband's disagreements with Brian. Among the other new objects was a small necklace with a letter C hanging from it and a small tub of hand cream that was supposed to smell of peaches and daisies. And that was when I noticed the two lonely shoes in the box, the powder blue saddle shoe and the red stiletto. They were in completely different sizes, a three and an eight. There was no way they could have belonged to the same woman. Both shoes were definitely worn, with well-used soles and the impression of toes in the linings. Sitting there with a box in my lap, 
I recalled that just after Brian had moved back in, my husband had decided he would plant a new rose bush. This one is right by the window and obscures my view of the kitchen. Around that time, a young woman disappeared from a few towns over. Her name was Christine. Sam, could you please ask the tarot cards if it is a good idea to pull up those rose bushes in the new year, or if I will find more than roots and eggshells in that unforgiving soil? Well, Barbara, that certainly sounds like a very grim sort of mystery. I'll see what the cards say. I'm afraid I've only worked on my single card drawers, so it'll have to be one of those which might not be very insightful for you. So I'm going to shuffle the deck and think about your question and ask the cards, should Barbara dig up her husband's rose bushes? And I've drawn the seven of cups inverted. Let me just double check the meaning. Uh, well, Barbara, this card, according to the book, suggests that you need a wake up call, that you're feeling trapped and you're running out of options. I think that certainly seems to be the case from your email. I would say have someone else dig up the rose bushes, but make sure that you have somewhere safe to go if you do end up finding the other half of those pairs of shoes down there. Right. Well, I've got another 20 or so of those, but I think that's about all I can manage of them today. I'll see to answering them on the forums over the next few days, so keep an eye out for that. I wish you all a wonderful new year and I'll see you again in 2021. This has been Spirit Box Radio's Advice and Community segment. I've been Sam Enfield. Thank you and good night, faithful listeners. Spirit Box Radio is distributed by Hanging Soft Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. This show was created, directed and produced by me, Aira Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. Find out more at hangingsawstudios.wordpress.com where you'll also find transcripts of all of our episodes. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash hangingsawstudios. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Spooky.